was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. From the outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hello! On today's episode, we're talking with Tom from Delray about Operation Blue Milk. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's good. We just saw you at Celebration, which was lots of fun. That was that was a blast. <sighs> and as quickly as it arrived, it is over. Aw. Uh, before we go too much further, though, a note from us. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by you, our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can help support this show and the others on the Tashi Station Network. We're having more shows soon, right? I don't know if that one's being hosted on our network. Oh, well, you're going to be on a show soon. (laughs) I am going to be on a show soon. I'll talk about that in a little bit here. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, that brings us over to Fixers Flash, the geeky things we've been up to. And as is customary, Nancy, we start with you. I have been reading. I have been woefully behind on my reading thanks to crappy life stuff but uh finally i am like three chapters away from finishing thrawn uh i'm really enjoying it so far um gonna have to read it again because my brain has kind of not been focusing but i like it and i i'm i really love arinda price (laughs) even though she's kind of a terrible person (laughs) i think that's why i like her (laughs) Uh, and I've also been reading through Guardians of the Wills. I'm thinking like four chapters into that. Um, and I'll have a review up on Tuesday for that. That is my weekend reading material, Guardian of the Wills. Well, when I'm done with it, then it's your reading weekend material. (laughs) Once you're done with it. Yes. And then I have Rebel Rising also to read. I'm not sure if I'll finish that before Tuesday, but... I will try my best. Um, (laughs) All the books seem to be coming out at the same time, but that's okay. Um, It's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, it is. I can't complain. Nope. That's about it for me. As for me, I've just been playing a lot of Mass Effect Andromeda (laughs) when I have console time here and there. (laughs) How is the game? I, you know, I, it's gotten a bad rap, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's gotten a bad rap, really? Yeah, I don't yeah. follow gaming, so. Yeah, you're. it's better that way. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I love uh, writer's dialogue, so I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Cool. What about you, Tom? 
Um, well, I got back from, you know, celebration and actually was promptly sent to C2E2 like four or five days later. So I just got back from C2E2 where I got to spend more time with uh, Tim Zahn and talk about Thrawn and hang out with people, which is always a good time. Uh, and I'm a big fan of that convention, that convention center, the hotels that we stay at. I'm a big fan of McCormick. Uh, so anytime I get a chance to go there is cool. Um, and then it's actually been just getting ready because this weekend is international tabletop day which is sort of like free comic book day or free rpg day but for board games and so i'm going to spend all of saturday at my friendly neighborhood uh gaming store teaching board games to people demoing board games and just running stuff um so there's been a lot of brushing up on rules and instructions and you know repackaging board games so that they're a little easier to set up and put away and don't take as much time and all that fun little stuff that sounds like something you would like, Brian. Uh, that, that is something I would very much <laughs> it's, like. It's a blast. If anybody's got a, a local game shop near them, um, most of them are pretty good about announcing like what events they're running. And they're pretty much all free. And a lot of times there's like fun little promos you can get for going and like demoing a game. So it's definitely worth looking into if you want to improve or increase your board game collection and just don't have a way otherwise to try games out. And actually, I have a have very long time internet friends, like I've known since 1999, who were at C2E2, and um, the the wife went and got a Tim Zahn's autograph, and they went to the panel, and I'm like, oh, you're going to the panel? My friend Tom's moderating that panel, <laughs> and they were like, oh, it was very good. So I was like, good, yay! Oh, nice. I didn't I didn't screw it up. <laughs> no. Good job. Good job, me. They said, they said, they said it, he said it felt like you've been doing it for ages. So, ha, good. <laughs> Tricked everyone. Fake, fake it till you make it. Yeah. It helps to have Tim be the person who's like your, right. your, uh, moderator because you're just like hey tim tell a story and then suddenly 20 minutes have gone by and i've only asked one question <laughs> so it's real good real yes. good i would imagine that well yeah i do know that chuck is the same way because i moderated a panel with him <laughs> and yes chuck, chuck is exactly the same way <laughs> give him just like be like hey chuck what's the weather like today and then like an hour has gone by <laughs> mm-hmm. okay chuck i'm gonna pull out this random black card for my cards against humanity deck and go. <laughs> I'm actually looking now. I got a I got a uh, souvenir from Celebration, which uh, wasn't really a souvenir from Celebration because I ordered it online. But the Thrawn Funko Pop, which is very cute, and Sweet. everyone should buy it. Everyone should. It's very good. There were a lot of people who came to get those signed when we were at C2E2. Really? <laughs> yeah, like cool. bringing their books and their Funko Pops. <laughs> He's very cute. He's and he, and he has no pupils, so. Legends continuity there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, that brings us over to uh, what's new on the blog. We got a couple things, uh, even though we had celebration going on. Yes. So um, there was a lot of discussion of the Last Jedi trailer, which um, we will actually be dissecting next week, uh, devoting a whole episode to that with uh, Preeti and Swapna from Daisy Geek Girls, which I'm really excited about because they're also big Luke fans. Uh, and there's been a lot of discussion of Luke and that he's depressed and emo and I'm not having any of that. So I wrote about um, what his motivations are in The Last Jedi and based on the trailer and 
why we should have faith in him and that he's not depressed. He's determined. Uh, Bria also interviewed Charles Sewell at Celebration, and she's got the interview up on the blog. Uh, also got reviews for a bunch of the comics that came out lately, like Darth Maul, Poe Dameron, and Afra, as well as a review for Thrawn. And speaking of Thrawn, uh, we have finished the Thrawn cast. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to do a recap episode like I wanted, but um, we did record our final episode, and uh, I really loved reading through the trilogy again, <laughs> and probably we'll have to make that more of a Probably not a yearly thing, but definitely a more often thing. Because you don't, however, miss doing all of the recap I notes. Don't miss doing the show notes. Um, but I've already told Matthew that I want to do um, the rest of the Zom books when we read through them. Although I'm probably going to end up reading Hand of Thrones sooner <laughs> than that because those are my favorites, and I haven't read them in so long. But uh, yeah, we will be doing new installments, or at least Matthew will. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That'll be up uh, shortly. Um, we don't really have any much news from around fandom because Celebration happened like a week or two ago. And, and we covered everything on the last episode we yep. did. Uh, but we did have one big bit of episode nine news, which was interesting that it we got it now and not at Celebration, but I guess it was like a whole like Disney release thing, so that makes sense. But uh, Episode 9 will be released on May 24th, 2019. Uh, this is following in the footsteps of the Han Solo movie, which is coming out May 25th, 2018, uh, moving back to May uh I will go see Star Wars whenever it is released, but I was really liking the december release dates <laughs> I, was, I was enjoying holiday star wars i was i mean i was annoyed when they moved it to december because star wars is supposed to come out in may but then it was really nice when it came out in december and there was like nothing else going well i mean besides there were no movies really out that i cared about and it was the movie everyone went to see and i went on christmas both years and it was nice having that taking up some family time <laughs> uh but it'll be interesting to see how how it does going back to may because there are a lot more blockbusters out now than in 1977 so tom what do you think do you have an opinion of when star wars is released <laughs> Um, I mean, not really. I mean, I, you know, I like that it was in December because again, like you said, it's sort of the holiday time. It's just in general, life is a little bit quieter, at least for me, like work was sort of winding down and getting ready for the holidays. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't mind it being in May. Um, I will go see Star Wars when there is Star Wars. Um, so, uh, you know, it's fine with me. It doesn't bother me if that means that like the week after is, you know, Avengers movie X or the week before is, you know, animated movie Y or whatever. Yeah. None of that really matters a whole lot to me. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I guess I, I like the idea of Star Wars coming out around the time when Star Wars come out, but I'm not too beholden to it. Um, yeah. So it's fine with me. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I know to see how their repeat viewing does because 
at least at least for the force awakens it was ridiculous how people were going to see the movie like you know four weeks after the patch and it was like the theaters were still packed uh so yeah but yay episode nine that's still a long ways away Uh, also, Kylo has a different scar, and the internet lost their minds for some reason. He does have a different scar. I wouldn't have even known it if people hadn't pointed out. Uh, but apparently, people were very angry about that. Uh, I, yeah. I, you see we, him we for one have- second in the trailer, and then, like, when you see him at the end of The Force Awakens, he's all bloody and stuff. So it's like, you don't really know how exactly the scar is going to look. Also, they have Bacta. <laughs> we we only put that on here because we had nothing else to talk about, didn't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? It's news. Kylo's got a new scar. <laughs> also, apparently, new costumes. I think they there was a Battlefront promo that came out today. There was a new picture of Rey and Kylo and Rey's new costume. Apparently, her and Luke go shopping at some point in Last Jedi. <laughs> they hit a Coles out there. <laughs> the Coles on Octo. They got some Coles cash to burn. <laughs> There's an outlet mall out there. <laughs> the Jedi outlet. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like. And then I started thinking. I'm like, did Luke bring extra clothes with him to Octo, or? Did Ray bring clothes with her? And then I was thinking, because there's that shot of the Falcon in the trailer, which of course makes me think, who's flying it? Where are they? Uh, and then I'm thinking, so does Chewie and like R2 and stuff just stay on the Falcon there while Ray's training? Or do they just like say like, all right, uh, I'm going to stay here for a little while to train. Uh, peace, you go back to wherever and then go back and get like i'm just imagining poor chewy sitting there like bored out of his mind these are the things i think about they're they're the important questions to ask they're very important questions what is chewy gonna do (laughs) oh uh, yeah, that's all we've got on film news, uh, which brings us right into Cammy's concerns, our discussion topic for the week. And as we said in the intro, we've got Tom here to talk about Operation Blue Milk. So yeah, Tom, there was a hashtag a few weeks ago, uh, and um, I don't know if you want to go into the whole announcement and uh, the pre-announcement that was on Twitter and everyone guessing about what it was. That was kind of fun. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So we'll start there and then we can talk about the actual project and the origins of it. But so when it came to announcing this, you know, I think uh, we've gotten really lucky in that over the last couple of years. Um, and I, I think I said this maybe last week at one point to someone, but we've gotten really lucky that over the last few years, you know, things have changed and that our ability to make book announcements or just any real announcements in general. And this goes for, you know, everyone else who works on Star Wars and works on books or comics or, or games or anything that your moments are not just limited to like your panels at a convention or like the one or two like extra like you know, May the 4th sort of moments during the year that because of the way people, you know, uh, kind of work together and because of the social media platforms and all these other things, there's a lot of opportunities and chances to kind of make your announcements bigger and to take advantage of different 
technology or different platforms. And so we started to look at like, we've got all these amazing people working on this project. And the thing that's really cool about this project is not really just like, oh, okay, it's a book and it's celebrating the fourth anniversary, but that also look at all of the cool people who are involved with this and so many cool people who've never worked on Star Wars before. And so when we wanted to announce it, we were like, why don't we take advantage of that? Like, because there's plenty of people who are fans of those contributors or who follow them or who are really engaged in their careers who don't have any idea about maybe Star Wars books or they don't really particularly care about them or, you know, that's just not their focus. But they care about, you know, what the individual contributors are doing like in their in their own works. And so we decided, like, what if we kind of created a little mini mystery you know, and created a little mini moment and let people kind of speculate and guess and stuff and then, uh, you know, do the full release. Um, and from the beginning, this project has been dubbed Project or Operation Blue Milk because almost every book we do has an internal code name because for usually for a while we don't either have a full title or we're, you know, trying to keep the project, you know, pretty close to the vest. So we just use a code name. And so from the beginning, I was like, oh, we're calling this thing Blue Milk because, you know, it's like it's a new hope and Blue Milk mm-hmm. and there it is. So we decided, well, all right, what if we get the hashtag out there and then we invite everyone to kind of like tease around that they might be involved and we let people kind of go a little crazy being like, why are these 30 people all tweeting about the same thing? What is this? And then a day later, you know, then the next day we'll follow up with like with the actual announcement. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was really great because, you know, we had to coordinate with all of these different people. So we actually had to like, you know, email everyone the whole idea, get everyone on board. Then once people are on board, sort of, you know, the individual like details of, okay, here's the time and here's what we're going to post and here's how you guys can lock in. So we did all of that and everyone was like super game to do it. And I had people emailing me like all night the night before being like, <laughs> here's what I'm going to write and I'm already ready. Like, just tell me when, like exactly the time and like trying to, you know, running the best part was people me. going like, <gasps> this person tweeted about this or did something like that oh were they they were were they not supposed to do that (laughs) right no everyone was supposed to and what was funny and actually there's the the second part of that is that the next day when we announced it we had actually told most of the contributors you know everyone who was kind of involved in the announcement Mm -hmm. we said to them like if you want to tease out exactly what story you're writing you can do that Mm-hmm. And nobody really has. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know if like everyone was sitting around waiting, like who's going to be the first one to do it. Or if everyone just decided like, nah, we're good. Like we're just going to gonna announce I'm doing this and that's cool and exciting. So people kind of did have a little bit of free reign. They could have. Um, the idea wasn't to keep all of this completely a secret. You know, it's like once once Operation Blue Milk was revealed to be what it is, you know, we you know, are, are happy to have, you know, people could have teased it out but now that no one has that's cool you know we'll we'll save that for later Um, (laughs) but uh it was it was really really great and really funny and uh it was it it actually worked out just you know as as well as we could have possibly imagined we were really glad that so many people you know glommed onto the hashtag and we're all trying to like compile a running list of like who's tweeted what does this mean like wait a minute that's not a star wars person what the heck's going on oh this is a book wait a minute is it nine books like are they doing a crazy series again (laughs) they lost their minds like what's going on wait this is way more than nine this has got you know like um and i have to give credit there were two people and there might have been a couple more but two people that i found and i've marked down their social media i'm going to reach out to them who a hundred percent guessed exactly what it was not just that it was an anthology not just that it was something related to the 40th anniversary but that it was like like it's going to be 40 stories for 40 years. It's a retelling of a new hope. 
And yeah, I those two people I've marked down, I'm going to figure out a way to send them something as like a prize because <laughs> that they just nailed it. A yeah. lot of people got like in the ballpark, but those two people at least like 100 percent. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, I think you and I both guessed anthology, uh, but we definitely didn't uh, call the shot like that. Yeah. Uh, so how exactly did the project come about? Like, how did sure. the idea come about? So, uh, so I'll tell you that I was saying this one other funny thing, though, about the actual just announcement uh-huh. is that that and um, env- the uh, the folder that I took a picture of that morning, I literally just grabbed a folder from my records, like my little records cabinet that had a bunch of paper. It had actual paper in it, like actual things, but not related to Star Wars and just wrote in blue highlighter, Operation Blue Milk on it and took the photo. Somebody sent me a message like two days later asking if they could buy that folder from me. <laughs> For their Star Wars collection. They were like, I want to buy that folder. And I was like, you want to what? They were like, yeah, I want to pay for it. Like, I want to buy it. I want to add to my Star Wars collection. I'm collecting cr- crazy Star Wars things. Um, so someone tried to buy a worthless folder from me. Um, <laughs> the the it, It's crazy. But anyway, to the actual question. So, you know, for ever since we knew there would be a 40th anniversary, you know, and even before we knew about, you know, just like the formal 40th anniversary program stuff, we talked about like, well, you know, what are we going to do for the 40th anniversary? Like there's, there's obviously projects or there's going to be a moment, there's gonna be something. And we gave it a lot of thought and, you know, we could have done something really easy. Like, okay, let's take the original novelization and we'll repackage it and maybe we'll do a retro art or we'll do something crazy new different and we'll just release for the, you know, May or the fall, we'll just release a, you know, an edition of the original novelization. Could have done something really simple like that. Like, you know, that's like base level. Um, and then we were talking about just like, no, we should do something else. And I actually think the original idea we had was to have one person retell a new hope. Um, and to get someone with like a, a really different voice, maybe someone who'd never done Star Wars and have them retell a new hope. And I think that's when the idea of like, oh, let's also like maybe take the POV a little bit away out of the main characters or what the movie's POV is, because that's more interesting. Um, and then we got this crazy idea in our head. We're like, no, what if we did just the whole movie as shorts, the whole thing? We'll just retell the whole movie as shorts and it'll all be short you know, short stories and they'll, you know, there'll be background characters. We're not going to, you know, no Luke, you know, no Han, no, you know, none of, no Leia, like none of that stuff. And we'll just, we'll just do it. We'll do the whole thing. And it'll be a bunch of short stories and it'll be really cool. And we'll get to see like all this cool stuff. And then it just snowballed into the like, oh, we have to get 40 authors and there have to be 40 sh- short stories because it's 40 years. Um, not thinking, 40 stories is a lot of stories and 40 authors <laughs> is a lot of authors. And that's a lot of extra work because yeah. you got to get all those people. Um, and fun fact, you have to ask more than 40 people if you want to get a list of 40 people. Right. Um, uh, so, and then we were just trying to figure out exactly what it would be because we wanted to do something cool and we wanted to do something different that didn't just feel like, Oh, okay, well they're just retelling a new hope again. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I already got copies of, you know, it's star Wars. I already have like 10 of this. I don't need another one. We want to do something different. Um, we also, that's kind of also when we were like, you know, it'd be really cool if there could be something related to charity. Um, and then that we got that figured out and our friends from Lucasfilm are like, yeah, totally. Um, so that was cool. But really what it came down to is we were thinking about how do we retell a new hope or how do we celebrate Star Wars, you know, how do we contribute to that? And I was thinking about like, um, 
I'm sure you guys have done this. I mean, I, I do this all the time. It happens almost every single time I watch A New Hope in particular. But you sit around with people and you're watching A New Hope and stuff just happens in the background of that movie mm-hmm. that will distract you. And you'll just be like, wait a minute. Why is that guy wearing Han Solo's pants? Because there's a guy walking through Mos Eisley who's wearing the exact same yep. pants as Han Solo. And at that point, of course, you know, you, you don't really, it's just like in your, it's like, why is that guy wearing Han Solo's pants? Was, and we were, when we had done the uh, commentary track, I was, we were, we went off on this tangent during the Java scene about why is the Rodian back there wearing the same clothes as Greedo? Greedo just died. It's very confusing. Who yeah. is that guy? You know, and everyone makes the joke about like the railing on the Death Star or or whatever. And there's like as you're watching Star Wars, there's this fun conversation that's going on that's about not the movie itself, but the world of the movie and all this stuff that's going on in the background. And who's that? And what's that person's deal? And like, I wonder what that guy's thinking right now. And what would be like if like you if you heard what they were saying and all that and that's something that I do all the time. That's something that I think a lot of people do. And so that's where the concept of, I mean, I know we've done, you know, Tales from the Cantina, Tales from Jabba's Palace, but that's where the, this specific idea was really born out of that idea of celebrating the fact that when you watch Star Wars, you actually, and especially when you watch Star Wars, like for the first time or the first few times, you are inventing the galaxy right or along with the movie. You're filling in the gaps yourself because the world feels so lived in already that you just can't help but jump in and want to know more about those people and want to craft your own ideas. And so then we took that and we were like, the other cool thing is that so many people who are creative people from the last 30 to 40 years, particularly, you know, as the people who were, um, you know, very young when Star Wars originally came out, but obviously it continues to this day. Those people are now of the age where they are creators. They are making movies and television and comic books and they're writing novels and they're, you know, doing all sorts of creative endeavors. They're artists, et cetera. And what they do might not have anything to do with Star Wars. It might not be at all related to Star Wars. It might not be genre related. But Mm -hmm. if you went and asked them, like, why, you know, what made you want to be creative? What made you want to do this? Invariably, your conversation with them will probably lead back to like, oh, well, Star Wars is one of my inspirations. Star Wars made me want to be a writer. Star Wars made me want to be a filmmaker, et cetera. And so we wanted to not just celebrate how cool it is that Star Wars is still awesome after 40 years, but that for 40 years, Star Wars has been such a dominant force in inspiring other creative people, which is why we worked really hard to try to get a good amount of our contributors to be people who haven't worked on Star Wars before. Um, because I think that's a, a critically important thing about Star Wars to celebrate after 40 years, that it just continues to be this engine that drives creativity among a variety of disciplines, even if they don't have anything to do with actually making Star Wars films or books or video games, et cetera. Um, right. Yeah. There was a few people that were on the initial announcement that were really surprising. I know one of them was, a. Uh, Mallory Ortberg, who used to write for The Toast. And yep. uh, she she wrote a really hilarious article about Kip Duran and Carida. And I'm like, I'm so excited that she's writing a Star Wars story now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was a great person to get. We were super excited when she signed on. And we really wanted, you know, we've got people like Glenn Weldon. And we've got uh, just people who are just, you would never and think Eckstein. of them as, Yeah, and Ashley <laughs> Eckstein. People you'd never think of maybe as... Star Wars people are, or people who'd write a Star Wars story, but, um, they just, they were perfect. And it also is a bit, it was an opportunity too, for some of us to be like, who are the people we would love to work on a Star Wars story with? Mm -hmm. And 
I was just like, Paul Dini, I want to work on Star Wars story with Paul Dini. Can we make that happen? Could someone make that happen? And like, so each of us from our friends at Lucasfilm to people working down, like we also all had people that when they signed on to do it, we're all secretly like having our little geek out moments because we get to work with these awesome people who we admire for whatever they do on a Star Wars story. Um, so that was like the other reason that you might see some names on there. And you're like, why is this person like, how did they get this person? Or like, how did they think of this person? Um, uh, <laughs> And then, of course, we have just like a crazy awesome list of people who have written for Star Wars before um, or are part of the, you know, Star Wars author family, quote unquote, um, whether through Delray or DPW or, you know, or wherever, um, which is awesome to be able to have so many of those people, many of whom still are contributing to Star Wars to to keep contributing and and get to do a story like this. Um, and I think as I've said to a lot of people as much as I can the cool thing about the people who are Star Wars authors who are returning is that some of them get to push in new directions and get to maybe play with a character or play with a concept that perhaps they haven't actually done in a novel or story before. Um, so, uh, that's also just really, that's, that's going to be really cool. I really can't wait for people to start finding out what kind of stories are in this book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And all of the proceeds are going, uh, to charity, right? Or the the authors are donating their pay to charity. Yeah. So first book is uh the cha- oh, it is first book right? Yes, yeah, first book uh, is the charity that is for promoting literacy. And so there's money and there's also um, donations in the form of uh, actual books that will be going. And it's really it's really great. It's really awesome. It's a it's a fantastic extra piece of the project that we were really really psyched about and even actually i think before the project had fully taken shape we were certain that we wanted that to be a part of this um because literacy is super important (laughs) um not just for people like me who work on books um (laughs) so uh that was really great um and and, uh, a bunch of copies are already getting donated off the bat out of the charity right yeah, but I actually it's not I think it's not just copies of that book. I think it's like part of the, the donation will involve like donations of books. Oh, awesome. General. Awesome. You know, so, yeah, it's not just like, okay, so what charity? We're just giving you, you know, all the copies of, of you know, from a certain point of view, um, <laughs> which uh, I know that that's a Jedi line. I keep getting sent messages on social media that that's a return of the That's not a, a new hope line of dialogue. And so that shouldn't be the name of the book. But <laughs> It oh, works. but it works, it works so well for this. It does. It yeah. works so well. Um, and it's not 40 authors. We had to break that. Plus, um, Obi-Wan we, told him the story in that movie. So That's true. So it's where the genesis of, of that came. <laughs> yeah, it's not even 40 authors anymore. So it's, um, I think, oh. well, because we have a couple of pairs. So, oh. you know, we have Acker and Blacker. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Ashley Eckstein is writing a story with E.K. Johnson, um, which is awesome. And so we have a couple of pairs. So it was originally going to be 40 story, 40 authors, 40 stories, 40 years. Um, and then we very quickly broke that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just for now, 40 stories, 40 years. I think the final number of authors is going to be like 46, uh-huh. 45, 46. And you haven't announced them all yet. Right? No, I think there's, there's 30 some odd that have been announced. I know we have more to announce at some point before the book publishes um <laughs> uh, saving so. those announcements for a rainy day when and where that'll happen um and part of that is just because with a lot of people and a lot of moving pieces you know not all the not all announcements are ready right. um and so yeah there'll be more at, at, at some point um uh, we're not going to do another like 
you know, Operation Blue Milk Part Two is coming today. It'll it'll <laughs> it won't be as crazy massive. Like, but when those people announce their involvement, we will make sure that people uh, people know. Um, so, are there any stories that you've read so far that you uh, are really excited about, or anything that you know? Obviously, you probably can't tell us like specifics, but. <laughs> uh, I have, I've read some of them. Uh, I've read some of the stories so far and, uh, the ones that we have so far. And, uh, the one I read today that I tweet out, literally I got to the end of the story and I gasped out loud, like audibly gasped. <laughs> uh, and it was just awesome. I'm not going to tell you whose story it was. I'm not going to tell you what it was, but it, um, it was just incredible. The thing that I love that I've noticed from, you know, when we started to put not just the author list together, but once we had authors coming on board and they were starting to, you know, figure out what stories they were going to write and then seeing some of those end results as stories are coming in is that every single person involved in this project is swinging for the fences. Everybody like it, it they are writing the best possible story they can write. They are writing amazing concept stories. Um, you know, taking POVs that you might be a little surprised by or taking POVs, maybe not all that surprised by, but taking them in like really interesting directions and making really incredible creative choices about how their stories are going to be, um, represented, um, or how their stories are going to be written. And every single one that comes in, you're just like, wow. And then the next one comes in, you're like, oh my gosh. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is great, which is awesome because, you know, there have been collections of short stories before. We've done short fiction before, but um, this is not – this is different than those. Um, And it's not that it's going to be super wacky and weird and it's not going to resemble Star Wars because if it did, then that would be wrong. It will absolutely, you know, resemble Star Wars and resemble the stories that you know and love. But this, this is absolutely a chance, particularly with so many different people from so many different backgrounds who have such incredible individual voices to not give those people an opportunity to uh, put their own stamp on Star Wars and to make it their own would be like a crime. Um, and so the story I read today, I loved. Um, I know what the last story in the book is going to be. I haven't read it yet, but I know what it's going to be. And that one really excites me. Um the there's another story we read uh last week that had us in tears um there are several other stories that we haven't read yet but i already know they're probably gonna have us in tears um because of the you know the concepts and so yeah i mean there's not a story in here i'm not excited about because of either the author who's writing it or the concept that authors come up with um you know it's you might think like, oh, it's a retelling of a new hope. So it's just like going to follow the movie. You know, it's just going to be and there's going to be stories where you're, you know, there's going to be stories where you're you're like, oh, I'm watching the same scene from the movie. But they like turn the camera 90 degrees or they put the POV in another character's head. So there's going to be those for sure. But there's also going to be stories that aren't like that and that are maybe, you know, you're you're going to know what part of the movie you're in. But maybe you're not following the camera where the, the camera went you know um so when you read the whole book you will get a sense of each at each moment exactly where you are in the movie you're like oh yeah here like i know exactly what luke's doing right now or like all right like han and chewie are doing this or here's what leia is saying you know right now but that they're not the keys of this scene they're not you know they're not even in the scene maybe um so 
that's kind of the approach we're taking. And we're trying not to be too slavish about like every second of film must be represented in the book. Because again, that's not the point of the book. Yeah. Uh, it's the frame. It's the, you know, it's the structure of the book, but it's not the point. Um, I think at the moment there's like a three minute segment of film that we technically don't have a story that crosses over or, or encompasses at all. <laughs> but if that ends up happening, then whatever, you know, um, but if we end up having a story that fits with that or covers some of that, then that's cool too. Um, but we're trying to give everyone as much kind of flexibility to make their story awesome that we're not being like, Oh man, guys, we got to get 19 minutes, 17 seconds is not represented in this book yet. Like we need to get that moment on here. Um, so did you guys, uh, when you approach the authors, did you, tell them like hey we have we want you to write a story about so and so or did the authors themselves come up with their ideas or was it a combination it's a combination cool so you know there there certainly was like you know so you know if you're the person you know if you signed on and like 12 people had already picked stories we're obviously like well these stories are kind of taken um and you know so um you know, if someone's like, oh, I want to do a scene and want to do this scene. Well, if we already have that scene, then obviously we have to talk a little bit more and kind of figure out maybe what what might work. Um, some people were like super into like, oh, I know exactly what my story is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know exactly what my story is. This is what I want to do. And some people some people uh, were just open to like, yeah, I kind of do anything. Like, what do you got? Like, what stories do you really want or are there POVs you really want? Or some people had a character that they kind of knew. They're like, Oh, I'd love to write this character, but didn't know maybe like maybe what the story concept was going to be. Um, okay. cause there are, we did map this out. Like we obviously went through the entire movie and mapped out like, okay, if you map this thing out into 40 scenes, what do they look like? But then from there, we just use that as like a basic frame of reference to know like, okay, we've got a lot of stories in the first 10 minutes of the movie and we got a lot of, you know, just like knowing where we have stories, but not being like, we have to force people to write these 40. But along the way, we did kind of circle a couple of things and be like, oh man, I would love to have a story about this, or I would love to have a story with this character. And so there were some situations where people said like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of open to writing almost anything. Like what, what kind of ideas, you know, what, what might be a good idea. And we did, you know, we would offer suggestions about like, well, nobody's asked to do this yet. And we think that would be really cool to have in here. Um, so it was a combination of both. Um, I'm hoping there might be some X-Wing pilots Featured. there's there's you know i've been we've been you know <laughs> watching but people are being like there better be this story in there and, <laughs> and i'm not going to tell you if there are or aren't but they're, they're you know people who have suggested what stories should or should not be in this book um you know there may be some stories that you're really happy about there's some people who like everyone's been like there better be a story of bail and Bray, and i'm like do you really you really want that story <laughs> you really want that story like I don't, I want a story about them, but not in this book. Like, yeah. So you don't want the new hope. You want like the operation blue milk, like attack of the clones. You yes. Know, era. Yeah, like maybe phantom menace, like bail. And Brea. yes, that would be nice. Not a new hope era. Not where within uh, two hours of uh, getting obliterated by a super laser bail and Brea. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but, I mean, some people really want Bale and Brea. They don't really care how. So they're like, I'm fine. I'm ready. You know, I'm stocking up on tissues and, you know, ice cream and and uh, sick days, you know. So, um, 
more power to to people requesting stories and stuff. Um, but it's me. It's it's really me great. I I've loved every Star Wars project I've gotten to work on since I started working at Del Rey. I'm really proud of every single project, and I think you know they're all amazing and for all very different reasons. I think this project might be the one I'm most excited about, though. Um, just because of the, the variety of creators that we have involved, the variety of stories. Um, and I think it's maybe the coolest way we could have like honored the 40th anniversary of star Wars. Um, despite the fact that we decided it was a good idea to do 40 different stories, (laughs) uh, which is a lot of reading. Um, you know, they're not like all novel length. So then we're not trying to do 40 novels at once, but it's a lot of reading. Um, and, uh, you know, just a lot of sort of juggling of the process to get that, that book together, but it'll, it'll, it'll happen. How long are the stories like average? Uh, I I would say, I don't actually know what the average is going to be. They're not, (laughs) you know, like they're not going to be like perfect weapon length, like perfect weapon, I think was like above 10,000 words or something like that. I think that's, I, somebody on the internet will correct me. Um, they're not that long. Um, but I think, I think they'll probably be longer than the like insider shorts that we've been doing. Okay. That's so, you know, they're, and they vary. There's a, there's kind of a word count, but you know, it's not like we're being like, uh, you went over or, oh no, you went over, got to so cut a word. So like the, uh, um, oh, what was that? The, the, um, Tarkin and, uh, the rise of the empire bind up like the short stories. Oh, those? That one. Actually, those stories like approach 10,000 words actually. Oh, really? Or almost. Oh. Uh, yeah. they a little shorter than that. They'll be a a good size short story. They're not like, you know, it's not like a hundred words and you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're putting 40 sh- short stories into a book. You can imagine each short story can't be, uh, can't be 10,000 words. You right. know, that's 400,000 words is way too many words for one book like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, of all the stories too, that I've read, I've not read a story where I'm like, darn, that story needed you know, 7,000 more words, darn that story, you know, um, because the authors do have some freedom to like, you know what, tell the story you need to tell, you know, and if your story is X amount of words and the person's whose story comes after yours is, you know, 500 words less or 500, words, like whatever, you know, tell the story you need to tell, tell mm-hmm. the the scene or scenes or whatever you need to tell. Um, yeah. So the fun really, part, it really sounds like you've given the authors a whole lot of, uh, freedom in this playground to uh, write the story that they want to want to write yeah i mean like you sign up like daniel jose older to write a star wars story like i want to clear out and let you know clear out and let that guy write the star wars story he wants to write because i want to read that um and the same goes for you know saba tahir and you know everyone else who's uh you know everyone else who's involved um there's a reason we asked these people to write stories um and wanted them to come write these stories with us so yeah um the other cool thing is I'm really excited for uh, the Star Wars readers to get a chance to read all of these different voices of people who we all admire as writers and really like as writers. And hopefully, hopefully this will be a way that some readers will, you know, read someone's short story and be like, wow, that was really cool and go out and find their fiction yeah. um, and go out and find the the stories that they're working on. Um, and maybe find a, like a really great book to read, um, or another really great author that they can follow. Um, that would be, um, that would be super cool. Um, uh, yeah, I would, I would really like that. I really hope that that happens. Um, Mm -hmm. and, 
So yeah, hopefully, there's a few authors. Hopefully that will. Yeah, there's a few authors I'm really excited to read just because, you know, I've I've read good things about their writing, but I've never actually either gotten around to writing to reading one of their books or it's like they write in a genre like I don't usually read. So like you know, there's like like Ken Liu, I'm really excited to read his story because like I've heard how good he is and I just don't read a lot of fantasy. But um, yeah, and for- also he's writing the the Luke Skywalker book coming out, so <laughs> double bonus. <laughs> and for me, I, as soon as I saw the name Mer Lafferty, I got excited because I love her. I love Ditch Diggers, uh, her podcast and her uh, Twitter persona. Yeah, uh, but I haven't had a chance to read anything she's written yet, so uh, I should read Six Wakes this summer. I should read June Six Wakes when we do it for the book club. <laughs> oh wait, is that a book club pick? Yes, it oh, is. I should read it then. <laughs> you you should also read the short story she wrote for us. Yes. She didn't write a short story. She wrote a... Uh, the Party Story. Yeah. Party Critic. Oh, Rogue that's One. right. She wrote Party Critic. Voice of the Empire. <laughs> or Voices of the Empire. I can't... I, I forget if it's voice or Voices of the Empire, if it's yeah. plural or not. Yeah. I mean, everyone got distracted by the fancy dresses and the credit cake <laughs> pictures that uh, Jason Chan did for it. But that it's a great story. Yeah. Um, it's an awesome story. Yeah. And um, um, uh, uh, Nettie Okorafor, and uh, we're, I'm reading her... Binti novella in June, and I read uh, the last one, her Binti, uh, when it came out, and I really liked that. So I'm excited to see her yeah, story. I, uh, I read her story. Her story was one of the ones that is like, there's there's tears. There's oh, there's no. real tears. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so her her story is really good. It's really cool. Um, so it's it's really exciting, and it comes out in October. It actually, I think, comes out the week of New York Comic Con. Um, so yeah, you know, October it comes out Tuesday. Third. Yeah, October third uh, is when it comes out. Obviously, you can pre-order it and all that fun jazz. And uh, yeah, so it comes out the week of New York Comic Con. So I don't, I have no idea what plans <laughs> or what we might do for that, but uh, that that could be fun. Um, the other cool thing about it is for it because it's around New York Comic Con, a lot of the authors just tend to be in New York Comic Con, even the ones who, you know, aren't Del Rey or Star Wars authors properly because they're there for other publishers or just other events because of the con. So it might be a maybe we might have a chance maybe to get a couple of people together, or at least um, if you're coming to New York Comic Con and you get the book, you might have a chance to, you know, run into some people and uh uh talk to them about their stories or get books signed by them or something like that. Oh, um, we're gonna so it's kind of really nice. Getting, we're going to spend years getting this uh, anthology signed by authors. Maybe we'll do, right. maybe we'll have like a challenge first person who can show us that they have acquired all 40, whatever signatures like gets a prize. Ooh. Um, I have no idea what prize I could give that would like be good enough for that, uh, for that endeavor. But that seems, mm-hmm. that seems like something fun. Yeah. One of the things I thought was really cool, and uh, Ken Liu talked about this in his blog when he wrote about um, the Luke Skywalker book he's writing, but that the very first book, sci-fi book he ever read was the novelization for The Empire Strikes Back in Chinese translation, <laughs> which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, he wrote, and he, he, in a little more in brief, he wrote 
a little about that, like on the day of mm-hmm. Operation Blue Milk. Yeah. And it was really touching and wonderful. And like I said, it goes back to speaking to there's all these people who are working in creative enterprises or even, you know, non quote unquote creative ones who their first experience with reading or, you know, watching a movie or something else is Star Wars. And so it so informs everything that they do, even if what they do has nothing to do with, you know, space or, you know, like laser swords or, you know, mystical, uh, you know, uh, forces. And so it was really important to us that we find a way to celebrate that. Because everyone's going to celebrate like, hey, 40 years of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia and 40 years of the Millennium Falcon and John Williams music and, you know, all those amazing quotes and the outfits and lightsabers and force. Um, But as much as all of those things are part of the 40 year legacy of Star Wars, the like unmatched, you know, cultural impact of Star Wars is just as much part of that. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I am really uh, also excited about um, Jason Fry short story because I keep wanting him to write for Delray, but he's so busy writing for everything else. Jason Fry just writes for everyone. He does. So, uh, I love, need to just I love tie Jason. him down and make him write a Delray book. <laughs> Uh, I'll just take him to a bunch of Mets games and we'll just sit in the stands and I'll just be like, okay, you have to write while we're at the Mets game. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, uh, no, I mean, it's great to have, I loved working with Jason on the short story he did for rise of the empire. He did the levers of power with Ray Sloan. Um, and, uh, I loved working on that story with him. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's great that he can write a, uh, write a short for us. I, I was trying to, as you, as you were mentioning him, I can't remember what story he's writing. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to have to go look it up again. I like, it's funny too, uh, because we have, you know, so many people and some people like, oh, they had an idea and their idea changed or, or whatever. There's a ton of the authors that I'm like so excited about, but I can't remember what story they're writing. (laughs) Mm. So like, I can't remember what story Chuck's writing. Um, (laughs) Some people were like, he's probably writing about Ewoks, but then it said a new hope and they're like. Maybe there's Ewoks in A New Hope now. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you didn't see them. That doesn't mean they weren't there. They were there. They had to be there. They were just on uh, Andor. <laughs> everybody, look, you, you you turn that camera 10 degrees to the left. Who knows? Who knows what's there? I mean, that's there. the whole basis of the entire expanded universe, right? <laughs> you turn the camera. Yeah, there's people uh, there. So, yeah, like I forget what story he's writing and – but I'm just I'm obviously super excited that he's trying to start. The other thing I should actually caution people and is that like there's probably going to be some writing styles in here that you're maybe not familiar with or mm-hmm. that you don't read a lot. And just, you know, grain of salt. It's OK. There's 40 yeah. of these things. Um, there's probably going to be a couple writing styles or something that maybe you run into that you don't see a whole lot. But trust it. It's, it's OK. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I think um, this is a really good format to play with that you know because they're short stories so you know if there's some something that kind of grates on you or isn't real you usually would read you know it's a short story and then you're done <laughs> done with it but and then and then you might read it and be like oh i really like this i wouldn't have read this normally and it, it's a sneaky way to expand uh, your uh, literature palette yeah nothing wrong with that no, um, no, nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> um, 
trying to think of more questions that you could possibly answer. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the reason I will just say the reason I'm not spoiling anything is that it's not really my place to do it. No, um, no. So, um, yeah. So at some point, you know, I'm sure by the time the book comes out, I'm sure a decent number of the stories, at least the, um, you know, like, oh, you know, X person is writing a story about X, you know, X character. Like, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a lot. Of, I, I think we, by the time we go into publication, too, there may be a few authors. You're like, I have no idea what what that person's <laughs> writing, um, which I actually kind of hope that happens because there's some stories here that I really think will be they'll be given that like um, and uh, spoiler alert for Empire's End in like three, two, one. Okay. Uh, you know, they'll have that impact of like you turn that page in Empire's End and you see interlude Naboo uh-huh. and you start to read and suddenly you realize what you're reading. Yeah. And I think there'll be some stories that can have that kind of impact that if you don't know the stories in the book going in, it will make that moment, I think, and it'll make that first experience of reading that story all the more enjoyable. Um, so I'm kind of hoping not all the stories get revealed before we go to publication. I'm sure a good number of them will. And, and obviously that's part of um, informing people about the book. But I hope I hope a few of them, you know, a couple of them kind of stay a little secret until until, <laughs> you know, right around pub time. So. I'll ask a question. <laughs> Where should uh well we, you are the podcast host so that's kind of I your am, place. But Tim, he might not be able to answer it but i'll ask it anyway the worst thing that happens is that you i say just no. mumble say nothing <laughs> would would are we going to see any characters that we may be familiar with from other stories oh <laughs> uh i mean anything anything's possible here <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll answer it this way. There's no reason that you could not see a care that you, there, oh, wait, I don't want to use a double negative because that sounds weird. So it would not surprise me if you read a story and there was a character in it who is not actually in a new hope. Mm. Mm. There's not really a reason why one of these stories couldn't have a character. I'm about to use the double negative. I just said I wasn't going to. <laughs> Uh, there's not really a reason one of these stories couldn't have, you know, a character that is not actually on screen in A New Hope. You know, there's not really a rule about that. Uh, Start your speculations. <laughs> the answer is Jackson. It's Jack Jackson. <laughs> 40 no. stories about Jackson the Rabbit. Ugh. No. We already yeah. had an Easter or a bunny come visit us at celebration 40 stories about jackson this was uh matt martin's uh pitch for this uh for this book <laughs> my pitch, <laughs> and, pitch. Uh, yeah listen i'm just doing a find replace and doing jackson like as i send the stories <laughs> off to get printed so it's just every story just suddenly becomes about jackson 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 <laughs> like whatever character it was i just do a find replace and it's just jackson so that's amazing but yeah, like I said, we're, you know, I know that people, you know, I know a lot of people that went, went right to like Tales from the Cantina. We're just like running down the list. Okay, it's going to be these stories and it's going to be like this. But we're trying to push, we're trying to push things a little bit more and we're trying to be a little more creative than just that. And there are, if we end up using, if you end up seeing a character who's not in the movie, if, mm-hmm. um, it will not be for a random reason. Yay. It will not be like, yeah, let's just drop Jar Jar into the Cantina scene because that would be funny. Like, that's not. Yeah, that's not the point. 
Um, cool. Uh, and there will be funny stories. There's going to be some comedy here, like not saying slapstick, but there's going to be like also a, a diversity of tones as much as there's also a diversity of, you know, like writing styles and voices and approaches. There'll be some, some different tones to the stories. So hopefully everyone finds at least one story that they really, really like. Um, but I think people are going to end up finding lots of stories that they glom onto. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm excited. Every time you hit a new, uh, hit a new uh, short story, you might uh, get something a little different. So yeah. I, I am very much looking forward to this book. Uh, it's been kind of at the top of my, I'm top of my uh, Star Wars literature excitement list since the moment when it was announced. Yeah. And it's different and different is cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, all the other books like, you know, Phasma and for like that stuff's going to be amazing. Like I can't wait for that stuff to get into people's hands, but this is also something kind of cool and different. Um, and we don't always get to do that, which is, so it's, it's extra fun when we get to do something a little bit different and step outside the, the sort of box. Um, uh, well, I was reading, you know, like prognostications in the weeks and stuff beforehand where people are like, well, they've only announced books up to here. And that means like there's X months space left in the year. And like, well, they got to do a book here and there's got to be a book here. And they'll probably be about this. And this will probably be about this. And I was just like, you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> you have no idea this operation blue milk thing that is about to drop on you. Um, which is good. Like I always keep telling people, it's nice that we can still surprise people every now and then. <laughs> Yay. So yeah, and then you mentioned uh, Phasma. There are lots of books books coming out this fall <laughs> or and the summer too. We got uh, Inferno Squad coming out in July and then Phasma coming out in September and then this book coming out in October. So so everyone gets a little bit of a break after after Thrawn. Obviously, our, our friends from DP Dip and stuff, there's other books. But I mean, in terms of us, everyone gets a little bit of a break into the summer. You catch up because we did, you know, three or four books in like 65 days or something like yeah. that. Some crazy, some crazy release schedule. So everyone gets a little bit of break and then, you know, we'll fire it up for the summer into the fall. <laughs> and there's two other Disney books coming out in that time, too. So it's like, no, Avalanche Which, of Books. If you're not reading those, everybody should be reading those because our, our friends over at DPW do are doing really amazing work. The Guardians of the Wills, the Beth Revis um, Rebel Rising book. Um, it's really, really good stuff um, that is definitely worth your time, um, even though it might say like YA or middle grade or whatever it says on the front of some of those books. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. So uh, any uh, anything else you'd like to say about Operation Blue Milk? Um, I'm trying to think, <laughs> uh, man, I just, I want to talk about these stories so much. I'm so like ready to talk about them. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, not gonna, not gonna come from me. Um, but once, once the stories are out there, then I'll be ready to like, you know, I'll be first in line for all the book clubs to be like, Oh my God, we got to talk about these stories. Um, and I think the I think I just want to tell people again, like it's really cool to have all of these different people writing Star Wars. Everyone is taking it like super seriously and like swinging for the fences on their story is like just, you know, going for it as if, you know, as if like I'm never going to get another chance to write a Star Wars thing. I'm going to write the best Star Wars thing ever type, you know, type attitude. Um But uh so I hope that everyone's really excited. It's really cool that part of this book gets to help a charity 
that promotes literacy, which is awesome. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the book does well that we can help push that. Um, and I mean, I already said to somebody, I'm please don't anyone hold me to this. Um, but somebody already joked to me about whether or not, you know, I have a folder that is poorly scribbled on that already says operation blue milk strikes back, um, <laughs> which I do not, uh, <laughs> which I do not operation uh, blue yogurt. <laughs> Maybe. No, 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 you gotta, you gotta keep the, you, you gotta keep the motif. So you gotta keep blue milk because you know it becomes a brand. Right. So and return uh, of Operation return Blue Milk. Of blue milk. You know, um, you know. Blue milk awakens. <laughs> awakens. Uh, though maybe for Jedi you changed it to Operation Blue Harvest since that. Like, uh, <laughs> but no, I don't think so. I think you nice. gotta keep with the blue milk. Um, but no, I do not have a folder that is labeled Operation Blue Milk Strikes Back. But yeah, it's going to be cool. And at some point, I promise we will announce the rest of the authors at some point point before October 3rd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like maybe October 2nd. We'll just be like, by the way, everyone. Um, Actually, no, I think I think actually we're going to have all the names on the cover. I think anyone who was in Celebration, we had at Celebration, we had a dummy cover which had names on it. So I think the final cover is going to have author names on it. So we at some point do need to advance all the author names so we can actually print a cover. Yes. Um, uh, The current cover, which our uh, art director, Scotty Beale, who's a wizard, um, put together, uh, I think that cover art is just the art. But I think all the names are going to be on it. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. Hey. Well, I think uh, that about does it for the questions we have. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure. Yes. Um, super excited. I'm glad everyone's so excited about the book. Everyone's reaction to the book was amazing. Spent the whole day being like, oh my God, look how excited all these people are. Um, so that's really great. Hopefully we can live up to that. Yeah, I'm uh, excited to see the, all the possibilities. Uh, anything else you'd like to plug while we got you? Uh, no, Thrawn's, you know, out Thrawn's doing really well. We're also excited that, you know, people are excited about Thrawn and having Tim back. Not that we thought anyone wouldn't be, but. (laughs) Oh, that guy. Uh, No. And, you know, everyone has just been so, um, super enthusiastic about it. Debuted at number two on the New York times bestseller. Uh, And I believe number one in the Washington post. Oh, Oh, wow. Yes, it's only behind James Patterson. <laughs> no, coming for you, James. Darn uh, James. Ron is coming for you. Uh, He's so no, that, he was, that was planning, cool. he was gathering information on James Patterson, and next week he will strike. <laughs> <laughs> that's just all he's been doing um but that was cool and it's cool to be able to hang out with tim uh and be his like you know his little right hand at the the panels i'm actually going to be at phoenix comic-con so i guess that's oh, the one thing i'll plug thanks. so if anyone's going to phoenix comic-con at the end of may i will be there delray will be there authors will be there tim will be there fun will be had yeah. um i think we might have I know we'll have posters, we'll have, we'll have something, you know, we'll have something to give away. Um, and I think I'm doing another panel down there. So, yeah, second chance to 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 get it right, um, which should be fun. Very, very cool. Well, we will go ahead and wrap the show there. Oh, Tom, uh, where can folks uh, find you on the Twitters if they're looking for you? Uh, you can find me at Darth Internus. That's Darth I N T E. 
T-E-R-N-O-U-S. And then uh, if you don't want to talk to me directly, you can just yell at all the Delray Star Wars social media. And I'm usually the guy who is uh, talking to you on the other end of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap the show up there. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. Uh, click the link on the blog uh, and uh, kick in a little bit. We're going to be reworking our uh, – rewards soon so the five dollar level will get you access to the tashi station slack channel uh so yeah head over to tashi-station.net and check that out there on twitter you can find us uh at tashi underscore station official show account uh, nancy is nancy pants nancy with an i i'm lane winry l-a-n-e-w-i-n-r-e-e on Facebook, we're the Tashi Station Network, available on the iTunes Store, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like a review, please do leave a review. It helps us grow the show. Uh, you can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode. Tune in next week uh, when we break down the Last Jedi trailer. Yay! So long, everyone. Bye! Good night, everyone. podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Draft Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh, my God.